Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. For our final episode of 2023. And then after this, we will do our Mullet Award nominations, of which I'm already prepared for, which means that I will win as usual. Okay. And you go, uh, right before we start recording I when I remind fun. you about that. I have fun. I, I have fun, fun too. No. You know no. what's more fun? No. Winning. No. Mm-mm. Nobody goes into a game saying, you know what? What was the best, what was, what was the best movie two years ago? Two years ago? Yeah. D2 The Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware. Thank you so much. But I still think I had the most. If you're new here, it was a moral victory for me. If you're new here, we're married. What about me says moral victory? Nothing about you says moral anything. Um, Squirt this water in your face. Please. What day is it? Today is Friday, December 29th, 2023. I know when it is. No, I was... You were the one who was saying something about it being, like, Saturday three days ago or some shit like that. I don't know. We're married. We have movies. We hate each other's guts. I think that about sums it up. The two things explode into a podcast you're somehow listening to. Uh, Yeah, it's our last podcast of 2023. Believe it or not... And uh, we're excited to, I think, I think this year was dominated by Fast two, and the Furious. Two things, Birdemic and the Fast and the Furious franchise. And ah. only one of those movies, uh, no, actually both of those movies had a new release this year and we covered them both and we're ending the year. Uh, but only one of those movie franchises um, allowed us to bestow each other with such heartfelt gifts under our... Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. So, this year. is the first time we've recorded since Christmas. Uh, it Merry is. Christmas to you Merry all. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, we're recording later than usual for a couple reasons. Number one, we came back from a movie, which we're going to get to in just a minute. And then also, uh, after we put Jillian to bed, I just busted out the electronic drum kit that uh, Jillian that my, got. That my brother got for, <laughs> for uh, Jillian for Christmas, of which I've been obsessed with. And then I shot Samantha with a, a Nerf gun that, quote unquote, Santa got for her. And then uh, we were playing with the DJ kit that Santa got for her as well. Uh, we basically got favorite toys or stuff we got Jillian. And we're just going to abscond with I'm, them. I'm currently looking in the living room of which there is the drum kit, the Nerf guns, the DJ kit. She also got nun, like kid nunchucks, like Michelangelo she got a, nunchucks. Uh, she got light up swords. An electric car. She got a remote control car. Remote she got, control I gave her a hotshot travel basketball thing, a wireless Bluetooth microphone. Um, and all, like, all of my shit's just like upstairs. I can just look at it. Which yeah. is I got a blanket. Stuff that though. I wanted. You're wearing. Oh, where's my my blankets over there? Yeah, too bad. Um, mm. But we had a great. Some blanket fan you are. We had a gave. It was gifted to myself from myself, just like my Lumiere and Cogsworth ornament that I have to make sure are okay on the tree. I know they're up there somewhere. Uh, but yes, yeah, Samantha and I love each other and are so disgusting with one another that we uh, a 
gifted each other the same exact Ted Lasso print off of Etsy, just in a different size, but the frame was the same. Which we had to buy separately. Yes. Uh, we uh, got each other uh, the same like concept Taylor and, Swift uh, parody shirt. Uh-huh. Mine was to you, uh, Richie from The Bear. Yours was Jamie Tart from Ted Lasso. Uh, and then we each got each other random Birdemic things. Uh, you got me the worst smelling candle it, I've what, go, ever smelled. You have smelled. to tell everyone what it smells like. You've got to just read the inscription. I have to ask you, what is the flavor? Do you know what the scent is supposed to be? Yeah, Solpin. <laughs> it says it right on the candle. It says it's Solpin. The Birdemic candle is... It's, read the whole thing. Solpins. S-O-L-P-A-N-L-S from Bear Soul-pons. Cave Candles. Uh, smells like birds, a hot Ferrari, old men on bridges, walking... And food such as seals. God, it's just the worst. It's yeah, just yeah, so bad. When I think of soap pond, that's what I think of. And then you got me um, a... <laughs> I got you some pins. Well, you got me pins, and then you also got me a, uh, uh, like a... Where did, where did you get it from? Do you know, remember the store? Or it was on a, Etsy. On, on Etsy, uh, a little hanging thing that just says, just a hanging plaque. with my family. Hanging with my family. Yeah. Um, and then you got yourself... Uh, uh, a nice uh, hanging tank out with top. my family tank top. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was not working anymore. Uh, in the same box as I got you a Soul Pals coffee mug, mm-hmm. and then also I got you. Some, we got I got you Neil Breen stuff as well. I got myself a Neil Breen tank top, and I got you a Neil Breen tote bag, which with is his surprised face on it, and it, which is the thing of nightmares. Literally, and then I've walked in the room and jumped. <laughs> um, She's gonna start hiding that around the house. Yes. Uh, we, yeah. also got, we also got good things like toys we've wanted 30 years to get in record players. But uh, yeah. we had but those, a great... Those aren't as entertaining. For, for the people listening at home. Uh, well, yes, we had a great Christmas. Uh, my family was here. We had a lot of fun playing the drums and dancing and singing and eating a lot of food. And uh, had a great Christmas morning. Jillian was... This was, I think, our best Christmas in terms of, like, she got a lot of stuff. She's very spoiled. But, like, we took our time. And if she wanted to play with something, we opened it and she had to play with it. And then we went back to gifts. She wasn't overwhelmed. Yeah, you know why? Why? Because we didn't have to have dinner be made that day. That's why so I was. I'm always them. been like, let's yeah. just get takeout. Let's just order some. Food well, we did. Or we did everything a day early. I think we had mentioned my my brother and and uh, their wife had to go back on Christmas Day because they worked early the next day. So we did Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve, your birthday, and then we did your normal Christmas Eve dinner of fillet and lobster on the twenty third. Of which those two days we had another fantastic time. We did painting with a twist. We did plaster cottage. We had some good food. It was just a great Christmas season uh, in general. It was. Um, over the past week since we've recorded last, I've been able to catch two movies. You've been able to catch one, the same movie we watched today. So we double check. I feel like I'm missing something. Um, did I watch anything else? I did. I talked about Maestro last week, right? Yes. Okay, good. Just making sure. Uh, so, no. So, uh, tonight with Jillian, we went and saw Migration. We did. The new uh, Universal Illumination animated film with Kumail Nanjiani, Elizabeth Banks, Danny DeVito, Keegan Michael Key, of course, Aquafina, because she's in all the animated movies that have ever existed and will exist for the rest of our lives. Um, written by Mike White, uh, who's on fire right now with Fire White Lotus. And uh, I thought it was really good. It was. It was- it is what it entertaining. an animated movie is supposed to be. It has something for both kids and adults. It has a, a nice message. 
It has beautiful animation. It doesn't wear out its welcome. A good, fun, easy, innocent time at the movies. Couldn't couldn't say enough about it. Also, didn't know there was going to be a, a short in front of it. I didn't know that. There either. was a there was a decent. I'm not a big Despicable Me or Minions guy at all, but I thought the short in front of it was, was really really good. I think it was called Mooned, which brought back Jason Singles uh, villain from I think the first movie. So that was that. And then yesterday, I ventured out after work on my own because as host slash lord overseer of Podswoggle, I have to go see any movie related to wrestling uh, when it comes out. Uh, particularly one I don't that think is that's true. Chris. Particularly one that is getting some awards buzz, albeit probably all for naught and to last minute because it's just a packed year. Um, mm. And A24 doesn't seem to be getting behind it like a couple of movies have. I saw The Iron Claw. Um, Sean Durkin is the director. I kept getting confused with Sean Baker, and I was like, oh, I'm absolutely there for a Sean Baker movie, but a different guy. Um, but he still is kind of a renowned indie filmmaker. About the famous Von Erich family and the curse that uh, has plagued and surrounded them throughout the the 80s and 90s. Is it a real curse or like a made-up curse? Uh, Well, the movie talks about that in depth. You you watched that Dark Side of the Ring with me. Um, Spoiler alert, if you don't know Uh, the Von Erich story. (laughs) Let me finish the spoiler, Lisa. All but one of the brothers... uh, Passed in either by their own hands or by mysterious circumstances over the, the course of uh, basically the 80s and early 90s. So this movie's about uh, that. And it's got like all the fucking hot names in it. You got Zac Efron, you got Jeremy Allen White, uh, Harris Dickerson, uh, Harris Dickinson, Flourish Off a Triangle of Sadness, Holt McAnally, who I fucking love from Mindhunter. Um, yeah, all kinds of... Uh, Lily James... Who again? Add her to my list. She's, not she, my she's list. already on there. Um, she's on both of our lists. So I was I was geeked for this movie. Does she sing? Does she sing? No, no, she oh. doesn't sing. Uh, I think Iron Claw should be a musical. Can we rewrite it as a musical? I'd love to rewrite the movie because I'm going to be honest. Wasn't a bit. I was really disappointed with it. See, and you told me this, and I asked you, were you disappointed so I, with it because of the movie or because you know what's happening? What? Is happening, supposed to happen, the background. So an, an excellent, fair question. As stated on this podcast, I don't know how many times, biopics are not my thing. Despite the fact that Oppenheimer is, is which is our, the next actual movie we'll talk about on this podcast, one of my favorite movies ever. It is an exception to the case. Um, but for a biopic that I know so much of the story for, yeah, you and know it's something it, like, I love so much... I knew going into it a lot of the changes they made, so I was ready and fine with it because this is really odd and weird. They made changes to the movie to make it less tragic. Like, That's so this sad. is a big, big spoiler if you That's don't really know the story. Sad. They basically eliminated one of the brothers, the youngest brother, just because it didn't kind of fit the narrative they were telling. And also, like, it felt like it was too much. <laughs> Um, and then the the reality, isn't it? Sure. And then the timeline of everything was all kind of skewed and pushed and dramatized and things were kind of embellished or made up. Um, that part didn't bother me as much just because I, I had that expectation going into it, especially being, you know, uh, a wrestling movie. The thing that bothered me was just because this would have worked so much better as a 10 episode like Netflix show. Mm. Where you had time to really get to feel and know these characters sure. and see their progression. I mean, 
they cover the span of 15 years and two hours. And some stuff just like kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere or because of budget reasons, like you don't see it or don't show it. Mm. Um, so it felt a little made for TV movie for me. I don't get the Zach Efron push for best actor really at all. I don't think he was like bad. Like I thought Bradley Cooper and Maestro was bad. If I had to pick one or the other, get the nomination, I'd pick Efron because he had a lot of good like facial and like understated, uh, like non speaking acting in the movie. Um, and he also, but also he just looked absolutely fucking ridiculous in terms of the muscles and the hair. But that was the era. But I, it felt a lot unearned. A lot of the emotion. And a lot of things took me out of the movie. Okay. Uh, like Jeremy Allen White, who I think is good in the movie. The two best actors in the movie were the other two brothers, who I, who I thought were actually really quite good. Um, but Carrie Von Erich is, like the Texas Tornado, was like the most jacked and tall dude of them all. And Jeremy Allen White is like 5'7". Yeah, so like it, it changes the dynamic of the movie, and it changes kind of like what you're happening. The guy who played Ric Flair is maybe one of the worst impressions I've ever seen in anything ever. Really? It literally takes you out of the movie for 10 minutes and it's only like two or three minutes. Why didn't they just get Ric Flair to do it? Uh, actually, a really great question considering the guy that got to play Harley Race looked to be older than Harley Race now <laughs> and he's dead. Um, yeah, I just, it just, didn't. there's a couple really, really good scenes in it. There is an excellent wrestling montage in the movie set to the Von Erich's famous uh, wrestling intro, which is uh, Tom Sawyer by Rush. And then there's a fantastic scene at the end that normally would not work in a movie um, based on kind of how, like, corny it is. But it really works, and, it's, and that moment is earned at that point. But the rest of it, I just thought it was kind of try-hard and, mm. and schmaltzy. Um, so I was disappointed. But uh, shout-out to Chavo Guerrero. For uh, doing the wrestling choreography. The wrestling choreography was fine. And he got to be the, the chic of the movie as well. Um, yeah. That's, that's my Iron Claw okay. synopsis. So, we only got a few more tomorrow. We're going to go see Wonka with Jillian. And then only have a little list of things still to knock out. I got to see poor things as soon as it expands in the area. I might do another late night movie um, so I can knock that out. And I'm desperately trying to get Killers of the Flower Moon Uh on Apple TV, so I don't have to pay fucking twenty five dollars for mm-hmm. it. Now, why they just haven't done that at this point when the movie that is losing all this money? But uh, that's where we are, and we'll catch up on that in a couple weeks' time because next week is just all about the the nominations for the twenty twenty three Miller Awards. But we have one more movie to get to before we can finalize our nominations. It is. For our wrap it up series, Fast X. Samantha, go ahead and read the package. Family. No, I'm just kidding. Fast X. Oh, you said that was so funny. You don't don't read that part. Glary, I know. You have to take off my glasses. Not all races can be won. Because of the glare, it looks like not all races can be wow. (laughs) I was waiting for you to say that. But isn't that the point of a race, though? I mean, well, you can't win every race. I mean, you could. Well, I mean, I mean, Vin Diesel, I think, literally has up until this movie. I know, right? <laughs> so, ever since their saga started on the streets of LA's underground racing scene, Dom Toretto, Vin Diesel, and his family have overcome impossible odds to outsmart, outnerve, and outdrive every foe. Yet, when the team took down a nefarious kingpin back in Brazil, 
What? Nefarious, not nefarious. Nefarious. You can ne- say nefarious. Nefarious. You can say nefarious. We'll litigate it in a second. Go ahead. They had no idea his son Dante, Jason Momoa, was watching from the shadows, or that he even existed. More lethal than any other enemy they face, Dante now rises as a terrifying new nemesis who's fueled by revenge and determined to shatter their family and destroy everything and everyone Dom loves. I've never heard it called nefarious. Yeah, you could pronounce it nefarious. How do, how do you think my mother would say it? Nefarious. Because she's a smart no, human being. No, because it, it's with an accent. I will let it slide. Yeah. Because I pronounced it correctly. It's nefarious. Nefarious. It's nefarious. The, the more you say it, I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm going to let it slide. But Echo, how do you say nefarious? Okay, but which language do you want me to translate to? Just English. Hmm, I don't know that one. You can't do it on that. You have to, like, pull it up. Okay, well, anyway, while you're pulling it up and proving me right. Uh... So this came out in May. This is, I think, the second or third movie we've done for the podcast that came out this year. I know Barbie was one. Obviously, Oppenheimer we're doing uh, in two weeks. But what does it say? That's the American pronunciation. Nefarious. Nefarious. It's a nefarious. To play it again. Nefarious. 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 (laughs) Listen, do it again. Do it again. Is it pronounced nefarious or nef- Is it pronounced nefarious or nefarious? Yeah. <laughs> the Chelsea Mama? Kelsey. Mama. Nefarious. 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 You're saying it wrong. Nefarious. Nefarious. You're still doing it wrong. <laughs> nefarious. No, it says nefarious. Everything says nefarious, so that it has to be one for me. Nefarious. 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 Fair. Fair. Nefarious. There's no I. There's no I. It doesn't matter. That's not how you pronounce it. Give yourself the point because you've just been proven wrong with everything you've seen. I disagree. That's not right because... You're literally looking at dialect websites. It doesn't mean I agree. It's pronounced incorrectly. It's nefarious. You weren't helping yourself by playing it and then saying it wrong immediately after. No, but that's, but that's how you say nefarious. 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 <laughs> okay. What's nefarious is the fact that we are fucking 12 movies in on this franchise. And I... Did we reference it last week? I don't know what you're talking about. So... If you follow entertainment news, you know, in the past week, week and a half. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, we did, we did, we that, did. That uh, somebody came forward and accused that Vin, fucking Vin Diesel. Am I up to now? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, accused Vin Diesel of sexual assault all the way back from Fast Five. And, you know, it's one of those those things that we're not going to get into and, and litigate. But, uh, of course, it happened right as we were very excited to get into the most recent Foray into the Toretto family legacy, something that's brought us a lot of joy and pain over this this, this calendar year. Uh, but I'm really scared now because of that. And if it is true, then it, it's a moot point and it's fine. But if it's not true, if after everything we've been through, 
this movie doesn't happen, <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be so, annoyed. so fucking I'm mad. So mad because I I just have to see it end because if this wasn't the end and what happens in this movie, well then that's just a, like what else do they have to do? This movie is fucking bananas with a capital bananas. Bananas with a capital nanana. No, no, don't. The B is capital too. Uh, it is. It it is hard to say if this movie is good or bad. Like we've had Chris, plenty. It's of not hard. It's not hard to say. We've had plenty. No, I honestly don't know because there are plenty of things in this movie that I that there I get are, up for. Okay, there are pieces of the movie. I agree. Overall, this is not a good movie. But. Okay, hold on. There, this is not define a good... Define birth. Uh, <laughs> just for us. No, <laughs> def- define a good movie. Because, like, none of them have been... That's uh, not true. Five and seven, I would argue, are, are good movies. They're good movies. This is not... This is not... Storyline from character from This is not Too Fast, things. and this is not F9 in terms of just being... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Sure. A total nadir of, like, they don't creativity. Go to space. They don't go to space. Okay, like we can say that at least. At least they don't go to space. In not, not, to, not to spoil a rant later. By the way, it might end up being our longest episode ever. Uh, <laughs> Four hours, here we come. They went from going to space to resorting to a weird chalk or powder throwing gimmick. <laughs> that He's LeBron, baby. Didn't LeBron do that? I, 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 I have to build up to that scene. Uh, we'll get there. But this, you're right. This is not a good movie. It, it, there, but there are shining moments. There are some scenes that are killer. There are some characters that are killer. But it's not a good movie. It's not. It's not. It, so the movie, also, it doesn't help that the movie starts and takes a good solid 20 to 30 minutes to do anything fucking interesting. To the point... Where we both sighed at the same time when I saw like Michelle Rodriguez and Vinicio just laying in bed for five minutes. Yeah, they and just I, laying I, in bed. And I busted out my line, where the fucking birds? Where the birds? <laughs> that's what I'm going to say every where time I'm watching a movie that I know something more interesting is supposed to happen than what I'm watching. And it's like, just get to it. I don't, sure. I don't, I don't, I don't there, care. There were about 20 to 30 minutes of this movie that were just scenes from other movies. Well, so. In the series because they had to on the whole thing. They had to put Dante in all these places Which at is all hard these different times. Because Jason Momoa was really hitting craft services in this movie from the neck up. I don't know what... Like, did he get stung by a bee every day before a set? Like, Jason Momoa is normally in very good shape. And in this, I was like, why does he just seem like a little doughy? Do you know why? Why, because Vin Diesel probably gave yes. him fucking, like... Wait, like water pills? Absolutely. Vin what Diesel had to be what a fucking the most bitch. Dra- That's why The Rock and him got into it. Hey, Mark Sinclair, if you're listening to this, you're a bitch. That's why, <laughs> Come on the show and defend look, yourself. That's why The Rock and him had beef. And that's why he had to make Groot jacked in the last couple movies. He could be a little fucking baby Groot. Please, his manhood was at stake. Uh, but there's and also, literally And also, like, you couldn't hide the fucking bright yellow ass... Suit Dante's wearing in the first few scenes. Oh yeah, he looks like here. Dick Tracy half you the fucking, fucking time. Couldn't hide it. It's like, do you remember 
which Iron Man was it where was it Iron Man or was it it was Far From Home where um when they like did the same thing but to like Mysterio. Remember they put Jake Gyllenhaal in the scene from Iron Man Two. Oh, yeah, I it think was, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like in the background, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's well, like so no, that, that that he wasn't there. That that didn't happen. They never had that conversation. They did it better in that movie. I Jason think. Momoa in this movie is like a mix of the Joker and like the gay character in Dick Tracy. They never made like oh, that's little cocksucker. But <laughs> to be honest, though. I was here for it. Oh, he's he's probably the MVP of the movie. He was so charismatic. He just... This franchise needed that. Needed it. Somebody that recognizes, okay, I'm surrounded by bonkers, silly shit. I got to bring it. I have to equal that. It's I've been been using this comparison a lot, and I talked about it with my brother when they were here watching Muppet Christmas Carol. Michael Don't compare. Don't compare. I'm comparing Jason Momoa to Michael Caine. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) You spilled water everywhere. I was going to say, don't compare Fast X to the Muppet Christmas Carol, but we're going to watch every Christmas now. Yeah. Uh, We watch it multiple times this Christmas. Michael Caine had to be surrounded by Muppets and be serious for it to be the story that it was. Or you have to be a Muppet like Tim Curry in Muppet Treasure Island to surround yourself in it as well. Jason Momoa did the latter. <laughs> yeah. um, and it, honestly, if it wasn't for him, this movie would be close to F9 because the franchise, if you're going to finally wrap this up, you need a big bad to finally fucking right. twist the nipples a little bit. This And it's apparent from the moment he comes out. The sociopathic, like he just doesn't care. The flamboyancy, psychopathic, psychopathic. The scene where flamboyancy, like it's just amazing. Such a juxtaposition to everything that we've seen, and it is wonderfully done. The scene where he's got the two, the two dead guys, the two dead guys, he's like painting their nails, and they're just fucking rotting. I loved it. It's ridiculous, but I'm gonna go. That's what this movie needs. That's what this friend. We are at the point where children are flying in the sky, laterally, slooping into cars. Defying the laws of physics and gravity that that would make everybody in next week's movie fucking poop their pants. We need some fucking silly. The the thing with this movie is that this one really has everybody for the first time really realizing it. Like in all the other movies, there are two or three or four people, along with one bad apple, who like are still not realizing it's a Vaz and the Furious movie. This one, everyone's like, man, we're almost done. <laughs> like everyone recognizes what they're in and what they're doing. So it does have, despite how higher the stakes are because of Jason Momoa's like gravitas of the character wise, mm. um, like everyone is hamming it up or there's scenes that kind of like, why is it here? But there's, it's still kind of light and loose except for one person who is in a totally different movie. Vin Diesel is like Vin on Diesel. S- uh, such is so on one in this. Vin Diesel thinks he's in Apollo 13. It, it doesn't seem like he's having fun, and this he's is the not. most important thing in his world. He's not having in fun. In this movie. He takes it so seriously. It's full 
flesh, full fleshed out character in this. And with all this being said, I am still not 100% he is the LVP of this movie and we'll get to it later on. I think he probably still on the bull being it, but man, are they fucked. There's two big ass cases for it as well, which we'll get to when we get oh there. Oh boy. But uh, back to your point earlier, I, I, we got really sidetracked, which is going to happen. Uh, there is a scene in this movie around the halfway point, I feel like, or maybe even a little earlier than that. After the big kerfluffle that uh, Dante, Jason Momoa's character, sets them up in Rome. With, te- with to, Tiny to become, Tej. Yeah, to Tiny, tiny Tej. Uh, to uh, basically become, just at the drop of a hat, the most wanted people on the planet, because why the fuck not? Where Alan Richens' character and Brie Larson's character are in the most CGI'd room I've ever seen in my entire ever. life. It looks like it looks like something that would exist in Iron Man's visor. Um, yes, and they're just absolutely. surrounded by like Iron Man like screens with just different scenes playing. And Brie Larson's character, who is Mister Nobody's daughter. daughter, knows everything that Alan Richin, who is now leading up the agency, is talking about, assumedly. But he still recaps basically everything we've been through. Well, yeah, because you have. For people who didn't want to watch <laughs> 10 other movies. Who, who walks, who's like, you know what, Fast X, I think that's a good starting place. Like, what fucking asinine, crazy fucking monsters are out there in this world that, <laughs> stop it, that, that would do that. Um, Tell so me yeah, I'm lying. No, 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 no. My mother would never. I don't, I'm just gonna say it, I don't care. Uh, yeah, so... The movie has a lot of that early on, trying to retcon this character into all these scenes. Um, we get a lot of Paul Walker because there's reshowing the stuff that happened in Fast Five. Um, this one's directed by Louis Latier, who I don't remember. No, it was F. Gary Gray who did a couple of the other ones. Louis Latier uh, did, I think, like the Transporter movies and a lot of Jason Statham stuff. Um, didn't necessarily like the direction of this movie. Also, some of the style, like. The movie does this weird thing where we get, like, these giant, full-screen, like, location titles. Yeah. I, it that are, like, just ridiculous. For what reason? And, like, I'm down for reliving scenes that were better than what, what you're filming now. now. But, but it's a little too much earlier And on. also, it's like, oh, yeah, I want to go back and watch that one. Why am I wasting my time mm-hmm. watching this? Bullshit. And then the same thing follows with kind of like a hackneyed barbecue as well. I thought it was the barbecue at the end of F9. I was like, oh, we're just picking right up from F9. But no, because Lil B, which thankfully they call him Lil B and not Brian, because it is still weird that a character is named after a human being that is still alive in this universe. Uh, just name him Paul. But they have Lil B who's now much older than he was the last time. Much older. He's also a different race now. Not going to litigate it. Looks nothing like the regular child he was before. Um, I didn't, not a regular, he's still a regular child, but (laughs) digging, digging, digging. Uh, It just made me feel like like every sitcom from when we grew up was like, man, we're on season seven or eight. We're out of ideas. What should we do? Let's bring another kid into the mix. That'll liven things up. And it's like, okay, we're at the end here. We're out of ideas. Now we're on the, we are at the whim of a precocious child. But he ultimately is harmless. And he also ends up being one of the better parts of the movie because he's with the one of the, the second best part of the movie, which we'll get to in a minute. But, um. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then you realize just how, this series has no bounds. Because sure, at this point, we've gotten multiple Academy Award winners, Gravitas of Helen Mirren and Charlie Theron and others. 
And then fucking 90-some-year-old Rita Moreno just shows up out of nowhere. Fucking talking about... Talking about family. Um, and all this... And giving a little speech. And Roman has to fucking eat through it. And yada, yada, yada. But I can't fault her at all. Because guess what? This 90-year-old grandmother can hold a Corona the right way! So it wasn't a family thing. No, it's just a Vin Diesel's dumbass. Uh, she does a cheers, and you see every fucking person in the circle hold it. Yeah. Like a human being. Yeah, yeah. They and Vin, like, I think notices it in that moment, and, like, still holds it from the top of his hands down a little lower, but it's still, like, you can't see the top of it still. Because mm-hmm. he probably injected his fucking hand with steroids for that scene, so he looks fucking meatier. Um... So yeah, so by this point, I'm like, oh boy, we're, we're running on fumes. <laughs> like this, you know, it's leaning heavily on the sentimentality of, you know, the world they've built and like legacy and, and family. family. And it's just, Family, we're in your heart. Yeah, and it doesn't help that I'm watching it after all these allegations. <laughs> I don't have patience for it. Um, I'm just wanting fucking stunts and shit. And then we finally get uh, Charlize's character, uh, fucking Cypher. Come back. Um, and as soon as she came in and like coming to them for assistance or whatever, it's right. like bleeding all over the place. Like, if we have one more fucking character kill somebody or do these awful things, in her case, over the span of multiple movies and gets redeemed or invited to the barbecue, like what what is what is the world that we're living in? And that's why <laughs> you identify with Dante. That was his argument as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying. Are you saying me personally or are you talking about the audience in general? Both. <laughs> okay, I'll tell as long as it's both and not just me. Mostly I don't wanna, just you. don't really want to identify with Dante. He's a giant piece of shit. That's what he said, though. It, he did. He said that, right? Him and, uh, and uh, the Ames character, the new guy who took over the agency. Oh, and that absolutely bullshit, bonkers, unnecessary fucking swerve at the end of the movie? Let me tell you about some bonkers, unnecessary swerves. For the last the time. There were so many in, swerves that I've got to keep it going. In, no, in 2020, you can do it for the Fast and Furious franchise, and that is it. So whatever future Fast and Furious movies we do, that's it. But Samantha. There were so many I, swerves. I beg of you. In this movie. Please stop this gimmick. Like you've promised you would do in twenty for 2023 only. What is our final swerve total for Fast X? 215 I thought you were 300. <laughs> is that, that's not highest. Do you want to give out our first mullet not, award right not, now? Not the highest. Sure, I can give out the first mullet award right now. What one most... I'll give out two mullet awards. I'll give out two mullet awards. Two? Yeah. You only give, give out one. No, I'm going to give out the lowest. Oh, you're going to give out the lowest swerves. Okay. Lowest swerves. I didn't have the one earmarked, but go ahead. Give out the, the most swerves and the least swerves of the least year. Least swerves? Every... Everything, everywhere, all at once. Only had two swerves according to my swerve count. But that was only the second movie we watched this year. So. You're such a fucking fraud. <laughs> that movie should be like in the top five. Yeah. And then Birdemic uh, Bir- 2, The Resurrection had 470 swerves. Cool. Congratulations to everything, everywhere, all at once and Birdemic 2. You fucking bitch. <laughs> I hate you so much. We spent a whole year doing this. Hey, guess what? Swerve. <laughs> I got you, motherfucker. <laughs> well, 
if you all right. the whole thing was a story. I was gonna say if I looked at your your phone right now and you just made all of this up, I would honestly probably have to bow down to you. Yeah, um, yeah, I did. Look, no, 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 no. Uh, but anyway, that swerve in particular at the end it was just like, okay, we just saw him get shot. We just saw him basically bring everything to where he was. It's one of those like you're on the side the whole time and everything leading up to that makes no sense whatsoever. And they did nothing really to explain his motives or his aims or why it happened. It's just, he's there and cool. We'll just got to fucking live with it. So that drove me fucking absolutely nuts. Yeah. Um, but like I said, we finally get, uh, like kind of the, the impetus for everything that's about to happen, which was him, Basically starting his revenge plot by taking Cypher out and taking her team. Which is another one of those like stupid. So he basically blackmails her team with. He kidnaps all their family. Kidnaps all their family, wives, children, whatever. And they all turn on Charlize. And they all basically in turn end up getting killed anyway. Mm -hmm. By her hand trying to escape. I hate when that shit happens. Or Or like he kept them on then he killed them. He still killed Correct, them yes. Um, so all that's a set up to get us to the mission in Rome that... Isn't really a mission, it's a swerve. It's a swerve. Uh, poor fucking Roman. Poor Roman. That sequence takes four... I think, honestly, from like the moment we get to Rome until that goddamn ball bomb stops rolling through the fucking streets... It takes a long I think that's like half an hour. It's a long time. It is long. It is the most mouse-trappy shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, and there's just so many... I, like, I was going to complain when Tej and Ramsey are jumping on the top of a truck, and then I remembered that one of those two characters was in space a, 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 a year ago in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Ludo went to space. And man. I'm like, what, what am the fuck am I keep talking about yeah. here? Nothing matters anymore. Everyone can communicate over whatever device or channel or network that yeah, they're on. Yeah, they've got really special walkie-talkies, bud. Uh, you know, I know what the bomb... I have no idea what the bomb is. I have no fear for anybody's safety. You don't know what the bomb is? They said what the bomb <laughs> no, was. No, no, sorry. I, I know what my note says now. Ludacris, just by looking at the bomb for two seconds, He's... lists off a very specific type of bomb that it is. Isn't he just like a fucking computer hacker that used to no. fucking run a chop shop somewhere? It wasn't just a chop shop. He obviously knew his craft. <laughs> they didn't do bomb work. You don't know that. That was in Fast 2A. What? Instead of Too Fast Too Furious, it was in 2A. I don't know. That's a week of the week. <laughs> the wrong show. I know. Uh, so I wasn't a big fan of that fucking whole spiel. What What did you... So we were basically going over the plot. I don't want to necessarily do that. What scenes did you particularly like? No, no, in the we movie? can keep going in order. No, <laughs> like, because your notes are just nonsense, and you don't know. Because you're too busy focused on, oh, I gotta make sure I write down 215 swerves no. and not my thoughts on the movie. Shut up! I'm, I write down my, I'm my wife, Yogi Bear. <laughs> so stupid. Um, no, because in that. I just like some of the things that, you know, after watching, how many movies have we watched so far? 12 in this franchise? This would be the, including Hobbs and Shaw, this would be the... Like 11th? Oh, no, this would be the 11th. Yeah. Because it's Fast X. Sure. And then that one would be the So... Oh, sorry. I'm so excited to talk about this. Um, 
in the <laughs> it is tiring <laughs> in this like in the same realm of like they're in Rome and like the bomb and everything mm-hmm. you know uh, Dom and Luddy come to save them sudden and you learn new things about the characters all the time suddenly Dom knows physics <laughs> and he can compute so quickly that he can just drive his car into a crane and it the the force is gonna just swing it around and stop the bomb and hit it i was just thrilled to to see the growth uh of these characters uh when you think you when you think you know all they can do is hold a beer improperly they surprise you by by demonstrating some physics. 23 and years smarts. ago, he was just stealing DVD players with a guy with a mesh tank top. That's right. And now he is. Now he's here. Started from the bottom. Now he's a physicist, essentially. Started from the bottom. Now he's Oppenheimer. Started from the bottom. Now he's got more plot. Has any character ever had more plot armor in their entire life? He is the fucking incredible Hulk and Nostradamus. He knows everything that's going to happen before it happens. He wrote the movie. Ever. <laughs> it, 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 it's a, oh, Vin Diesel. He's so bad in this movie. Like, he's just like, I don't remember when it was. At one point, didn't he just pick up a car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was towards the end. Yeah. He just, oh, and picked up and flipped the car over. And that was one of my swerves, too. It's like, sort of, oh, he picked up the card. That could have been easy. Just throw, throw it at somebody. Sort of, he has super soldier serum. <laughs> fucking Captain America. Uh, one thing, I, we're at the point now where it was the fucking shitty CGI room with fucking Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and, that's what's, and, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Mrs. Nobody, whatever. Uh, he does have a good line where he goes, it's, it's just a cult with cars. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, very funny. it is. It's just a cult with cars. That's right. I thought that was good. Uh, that and was then, good. And then we finally see where Lil B is. So they make a big fuss early on in the movie of, you know, Lil B, they're teaching him how to drive, which is ridiculous. Terrible, terrible, terrible parenting. parenting. like eight. Typical, what do you expect from fucking Dom Toretto? I thought you were going to say something else. I was like, Cool it, buddy. No, I was like, what do you think? I, was like, I don't even want to know you. Thought I was like, um, this Toretto clan. Uh, and they're t- like, once everything starts hitting the fan, um, and Scott, I don't even remember what Scott Eastwood is. He little nobody. I don't. Thankfully, he's yeah. in the movie for for four fucking lines. The blooper show he fucked up one of the lines for like half an hour, <laughs> and then he gets like splurted out of the side of a car, and you never see him again, which I'm fine with. Uh, like he don't shows bring up, him back. He shows up, and they're he's. They're like asking like Brian and me and like they're okay. And, we, and they find They're just at the fucking little, house. They're just at their house sitting in the living room playing video games. Are they fine? They're just at their house. They're not in hiding or anything. They're you fine. don't think they know where to find you? <laughs> they're not even in like a basement or a hidden part. They are sitting with the fucking blinds open. <laughs> playing a racing game. They're not even playing anything. That Mia apparently loses. Like, I thought she was supposed to be a driver. Wasn't that the whole thing in the first few movies before Paul Walker died? Well, yeah, but you don't have to be good at... If you're good at racing in real life, I don't know how it translates to holding a controller. I'm sure it translates I'll give them slack on that. Also, I'm just assuming that Jordana Brewster probably couldn't play video games. She can't do a lot of things. (laughs) Very true. I'm sure I'm glad she's old. She's literally in the movie, that one scene, that's it. I'm glad. I'm glad because she's terrible. I hate looking at her face. You're Can I just say that? You're such a catty 
fucking petty woman. I'm not. She's got a weird looking face. You are. Uh, Am I wrong? No, but so I why would, am I the one? If you're the one who said I wouldn't it, you point wouldn't. it out because I think that it's rude. You'll do it because you're a competitive woman. Chris. What, is that, not, what does that Barbie poster say over there? There's not anything in this world mm-hmm. that you wouldn't do because you think it's rude. That's not true. Tell me. I don't have an example immediately, okay, but... yeah, exactly. Give me a few weeks and I might come up with something. Uh, so then Cena comes in and... Like, to the rescue. We, we dissed Cena very hard in F9. Uh, admittedly so, because we talked about it then. And we've talked about it on other things as well. Cena has to be... Able to be comedic. Cena. Like he, he has, has to be comedic. To show his like oddly... A-tier, improv, quirky, silly side. So good. This was such a different take on the character. And I I loved it. They figured out what he excels in. Just be a goofball around kids. Beats everyone up, which is great. He has great fight scenes. Yeah. And then he's just fucking singing good vibrations with little B. Talk about this was an underwear model. And I'm, I'm loving it. If, Loving it. If he's having fun. We could get a second. I mean, he's quote unquote dead in the franchise now, but as we'll get to sure. later on, it no means one really dies. Two squirts of duck piss. No one really dies. Except Vince. That guy's dead. <laughs> Vince is dead. Um, and I think they very much did that because number one, Cena's schedule is insane with all the projects he's in. And number two, I think they probably were like, look, this movie's like $350 million. We gotta cut some budget somewhere. Let's get rid of Cena's salary. We're not salary. gonna get rid of Vin Diesel. Yeah. Oh, that's $300 million of the budget, probably. But uh it he's probably, it's either him or Momo as the MVP for me. Absolutely, I, I agree. I, I, I think I know where I'm gonna lean it will we'll confirm near the end, but he was such a breath of fresh air. If we didn't already have, if he wasn't already dead and we didn't already have the Hobbs and Shaw, like offshoot, I would say give us a little B and and uh, Jacob offshoot because I thought they were really good together. It was I thought fun. it was really cute. Yeah, when Absolutely. when for whatever reason, anytime like children or babies, like we had the same with Shaw and I think it was Fate when you yes. know, the baby, like it works within the nuttiness and the familiness of the scene on a like not a like live action PG Disney sense because it does, but also just works in that dome over the movie of Absolutely. this isn't really serious, right? Right, but but they also just do it so well. And yeah. like they just make it part of it and it's really it, it's really authentic. Absolutely. And, and it and it just gives just so much more yeah. to that. But then we get right back to what the movie is all about an hour in finally a close shot of a woman's ass. But 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 <laughs> those were three swerves right there. <laughs> The butt shook left, and it was a swerve. The butt shook right, and it was a swerve. Everything, everywhere, all at once, and two, you fucking charlatan. It was the second movie we watched this year. I wasn't into my gimmick yet. As soon as we get to, like, as soon as, like, there's more bass in a tropical setting, I was like, I swear to God. And, like, before I even, like, the D of God came out, it was like a butt. I'm like, we got a butt! (laughs) Thank you, for fuck's sake. What the fuck was that all, the whole Brazil thing? It was to set up... Was just totally Swerve. wild. Elena had a little sister. Of course, Isabella. Of course she did. Which thought that who, whole thing is just a who big Vin old is skip. in who 
who Toretto Dom is in love with? I don't know. It was real weird. <laughs> so weird. They were super close. Because well, Vin Diesel, He didn't even thing... know her, though. He knew the other guy. He should have seen the other guy. But I guess he knew that that was Elena's sister, but he didn't even love Elena because he was still in love with Letty, and Letty's alive. And... Well, he did love Elena because they had a child together. That doesn't mean he loved her. That's fair. They fucked. Yeah, it's very fair. But he didn't know. He doesn't know this girl from Joe Schmo. That whole and thing was a big skip to me. It was just terrible, and, and... I just didn't get it, and there was like... It felt really like so sexually awkward well, between them, that's and it just made me does. so uncomfortable. Not to get back to the whole allegation stuff, but it's like I feel like in the past five or six movies, just what the Dom Toretto character is is every time he talks to a woman, it's like, do you want to fuck that woman? Yeah. I felt that when he hugged Rita Moreno, who's supposed to be his grandmother. In the I know. I thought that scene. too. Actually, I thought I was. Well, like, then that's it didn't true. help that like then you have like a thirty second scene with him and Helen Mirren, which yeah, the, the, it's just palpable and like she's Everyone giving it right wants, back to him. Everyone wants to fuck Helen Mirren. Yeah, I mean, and she's like, on. and she's ready for it. Um, what? But yeah, that whole thing she was weird. Fun. I didn't know. I couldn't remember who we were supposed to know who the other guy was. Then we get the big old race. And yeah, then yeah, the guys, we, we knew the other guy. D- Dojo or whatever his name was? Yeah, Diageo. Diageo. He, he was in the other one. Dogo? Another, Momoa has so many really good, I think the MVP is Momoa, because Momoa has, has be. this really, really good moment he's where, just so funny. Uh, like, he's basically doing the Riddler Batman Forever thing, like, you can't save both, which one do you choose? And Dom fails to save Dojo when he blows up. Like, <laughs> he very sarcastically, in a dramatic way, like, like, like mourns him by going, like, the dojio! Yeah. <laughs> it just highlights that there's a guy in this world called the dojio. <laughs> but he also just, he did that awesome. So he, his commentary is great. He just had great reactions. I just... Yeah, it's that whole stretch of that race and, and two yeah. sides of, like, basically, like, 500 people was on the, the streets with guns pointing at one another. The whole Brazil of it all was absolutely crazy. But then it goes into Momoa flirty with dead bodies. And then, then it goes into uh, this whole time Luda and Tyrese and Ramsey and uh, Han are... Who, by the way, Han just looked mad as fuck throughout this whole movie. Can I just tell you? He just looked so mad. He had one snack that got destroyed. So you could maybe read in between the lines in that Sung Kang, Han, is in this franchise because of Justin Lin. And Justin Lin famously walked out on this movie very early on due to fucking Vin Diesel being a tyrant at this point. Yeah. So... I could kind of read into that. I didn't feel it as much until you said it. But oh man, but no, nah, he's movie got where... stank face in it. He he didn't eat as much as he normally it's does. It's another movie where he didn't really have a lot to do. And but even, he should have. He should have. And that's, it's not my biggest complaint about the movie, and we're jumping ahead a little bit, but this movie whiffed so fucking hard on the built-up tension and payoff, especially because it was the stinger at the end of the previous movie, of Han and Shaw... Meeting up, they get in a little fight, and then before you know it, they're like, You want to drive? And it's like, This movie has no fucking ability. This franchise has no fucking ability to live in any sort of shade of gray whatsoever. It was a massive fucking disappointment. Yeah. The best part was Han eating the fun muffins at Pete Davidson's store. We're not at Pete Davidson's store. Oh, okay. Because I will probably take my shirt off during that. Um, so, anyway. 
they are on the they on the land. They didn't get brought in uh, when the whole you know international incident in Rome happens, and their their bank accounts have been wiped zero, out. But it's okay because swerve. He not Roman doesn't banks. have spanks. He's got banks. He's got banks. He's got banks. I think I looked at you during that. I said, "That's a swerve, baby." Got I don't think you did because I purposely wrote "swerve." Roman has banks, not spanks, so I could say it on the podcast, and not, not you. So, uh, but I wrote it. Here. Maybe I'll do it next I have year. It here. I won't. No, do it. Uh, no, you I couldn't. Won't. All right. You now, couldn't. You couldn't. Now we're at Pete Davidson. Now we're at Pete Davidson. That was the most unnecessary scene in the history of cinema. Except you got you got I've, Hans I, to eat fun muffins in in Black Bezos. In you got him to call freshman year of film school. Black Bezos. Or freshman year of college, I took a film class, uh, film theory, and of course they show you a lot of artsy fartsy fucking bullshit. You got the things. powder gag. And I'm let I, okay, don't. <laughs> and we watched some like experimental documentaries where it was like this guy just like walking in grass for twenty minutes, like fucking with his wife nude. Why? And like flooring. Why did you watch paint. that? Because our teacher was like trying to show us different film, and at one point. He literally jerks off. The guy or your teacher? <laughs> the guy. The movie? And then like he just lays down and you just watch his penis, after it has come, go from like hard to flaccid and like on the side of his leg and like the post come dripping out and like students are walking out and everything, yada, yada, yada. That you, is that was freshman year. You my watched freshman that? year of of college. That's weird. I watched that. Are you sure it was my, a class, a sanctioned yes. class? Yes. Uh, my friend from high school and uh, a former ex. Uh, oh, I friend. bet. No, no. Uh, I, Kayla, Kayla Renaud was in that class, and uh, she like lit into the, the teacher wasn't even there for it. Like we had film class. It was you. I think it was three days a week. You had Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, and Friday were like discussions and whatnot, and Wednesday was always like. You watch the movie and then Friday you discuss it. So there's sometimes the teacher wouldn't even show up to the class to the movie. She would just have like a, a TA or something there. It was there. a woman. It was a woman, yeah. Uh, and she, Michaela lit into the teacher. She's like, "I can't believe you made us watch this. Like this is ridiculous." What I'm getting at is that was more purposeful than this scene with Pete Davidson. This scene with Pete Davidson was the absolute most drizzling shits. Of this franchise possibly ever, which is saying something. You figure of all, what was one of our biggest complaints about Hobbs versus Shaw was, can we get so-and-so on set for a couple hours? Well, let's get Kevin Harden. Let's get Ryan Reynolds in. Let's just fucking throw whoever for some ha-has and some hee-hees and some pop in the crowd. And if any person is going to make an audience groan in 2023 in that regard... Pete Davidson's going to be one of them. I have no problem with Pete Davidson. I've always found him fairly funny on SNL and other things that he's done. He's just Pete Davidson. And that's all he was in this, but he was in a Fast and the Furious movie, which means he was turned up volume-wise in his own thing to 11, and his actual skills were turned down to, like, negative three. Yep. I agree. And then, like you said, you have, of course, him. He does drugs. Ha ha. Uh, Han eating a muffin and, you know, him getting a little warped. And then you waste 
what I thought would be a good scene at this point in the franchise of of Roman and, and Tej. Tej like finally butting heads and fighting. Which let's be fair. <laughs> Ludacris is gonna kick his ass. Ludacris couldn't win a fight. What against fucking? Uh, I, I'm, you know I'm trying to come up with a pun you know right what? here. Against you know what? You're right. You know why? Why he would just pay someone to fight for him because he's got so much fucking money. He's in State Farm commercial. Tyrese could sneeze and give Ludacris a concussion, but they fight for five fucking minutes. Pete Davidson's making jokes. Ramsey's just standing there, and then. For no reason, <laughs> Roman has fucking, like, booger sugar powder on him that he throws as, like, a distraction. Is he a magician? Is he LeBron? He's LeBron. Is it, what, what, it's never explained. It happens again. Did LeBron ever explain why he did that? Because, like, getting your hands ready to play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> That's more. Roman was getting his hands ready to... Put on some banks. Handle his banks, not spanks. That scene. I thought I was shaking the couch quietly because I didn't want to say anything. Because I didn't want to tip my hat. Tip my hat. Into oh no, this. your hat was tipped, Here. buddy. Your hat was tipped. I was like, I knew how you felt. It's like if you ever watch like a like a sporting event or it happens in wrestling times where the crowd is so loud and everyone's moving so much that the camera shakes. That's how I felt sitting here. It was like. What the fuck? And then it's followed up with a long, boring-ass fight scene between Charlize Theron and Michelle Rodriguez, which is all for naught because they're just fighting to fucking escape this fucking prison in Antarctica that they're in. Yeah, they're in Antarctica. Swerve, they're in Antarctica. I think Michelle Rodriguez has it in her contract. Like, look, once a movie, I have to have an eight-minute fight scene with whichever woman matches, schedule matches up with mine. I don't mean, like, vaginal schedule. I mean, like, actual on the call sheet. But if the vaginal schedule The vaginal schedule is probably what's going to predicate it. Fine. Uh, Tops. Yeah. Like, um, what the fuck is this world anymore? Like, I don't know. Just, but in just... between, you get slices of the Jacob and Little B show, which I appreciate. They make fake passports. I love in the that back on of Snick. his, <laughs> the back of his, of his. What was that old ass Mustang or? Yeah, it was. A, it was a Ford Mustang, but it was like in from like 1992. Yeah, he's got like all this. Stuff in the back, he makes fake passports, they get clothes at a gas station. Right. They're, he's a, the fun uncle, and then they get, get caught through in the airplane, mm -hmm. carrying and their kayak, which, swerve, is actually a plane. John Cena is carrying through an airport and boards an airplane with a smaller airplane <laughs> and a child, and then beats up three goons in a Plain bathroom, thanks to a stewardess, which... Fun fact. Fun fact, Paul Walker's daughter. All right, Meadow. Yep. Uh, and it's and all this is somehow, like, the best part of the movie. And it, and and they're... Yeah. Then they, they fall out of the plane. Yeah. And, uh... Then there's a... Then there's... We can whip through the next, like, 20 or 30 minutes because we talked about Han versus Shaw being a disappointment. Cypher's getting, like, a second fucking chance, even though she shot a woman point-blank in the head. Technically, this woman's stepson's biological mother. Uh, Vin Diesel is shouldering and elbowing cars and, and is impervious to anything. And we get the big fight scene on the bridge. Uh, yeah. And then and then this Momoa the Don, gets back Don into Don it. Don flips the car, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then 
everything's okay because Jason Momoa throws a tooth at Vin Diesel and calls him a butthole. butthole. And then it's great. And he starts talking about how much he loves ballet and that Vin Diesel will probably be a Nutcracker fan, but uh, Dante's a, a Swan Lake fan. And I appreciate that. Momo was the MVP. Of the He's movie. absolutely it's, it's, the MVP. He has to be the MVP of the he movie. Be. He because it and then he just goes on like a psychopathic rant and it's just great. And it's very very difficult to be in this world and complete both of the tasks you are assigned to do, which is be a, a a cartoon character in this yes. fucking Looney Tunes, live action Looney Tunes movie we're watching. But also be, like we talked about a little while ago, aggressive. what the movie needed. Be this aggressive. Top of the food chain level villain that gets the upper hand, that is believable to get the upper hand, that is fucking dastardly and evil. And then when he's doing that, he somehow is able to rash it up while doing the first thing we talked about. So, like, when Cena uh, sacrifices himself, it sucks because he's either really gone or he'll probably be back and that'll fucking ruin his sacrifice. Um, uh, Momoa has kidnapped Lil B at this point, has him in the car. So when that happens and Lil B's upset, like, he has a line, it's, like, so frivolous of just, like, oh, there goes Uncle Muscles, don't think, you know, and I'm like... What a fucking dickhead! But like, it's still so fucking fun and funny. It's so funny, but it's like, oh it, my god! Like, it shouldn't work, but it does. But it does it for does. the character. It, it really does. does. It's like, you know how to beat your dad in a street race? Take away the streets, and like, then the car gets harpooned and stuff. Like that was sick. And then it's like, oh, Uncle Muscles ain't gonna be at the next barbecue. That's what like, it was. What the fuck? That's cold blooded. Yeah. I think yeah. that was my note. Yeah, I was like, that is fucking cold blooded. That is. Crazy. Yeah. Um, then Lil B gets caught in midair, like I mentioned. Uh, the th- at this point, I realized what the fatal flaw of this movie, I think, ultimately is. And what is going to happen with franchises like this mm-hmm. for the next, I don't even know how long. Maybe not as long because the, the, the bloom is off the rose. This is Infinity War, but bad. It's building up to the first half of the big culmination where yeah. everyone's beaten down, defeated, strewn about. You lose characters, and how are we going to to make it through? Well, we're going to make you wait a year or two, and then you're going to fucking get it. It's... And then, but on top of it, we have that preposterous aim swerve. Oh, and then we also have an exploding bridge that Vin Diesel... And then Vin Diesel's line that, that sums up the entire mm-hmm. franchise, right? Because this franchise... What would you say, if there's one word that you would use to describe what the Fast and the Furious movies are about, what would you say? Vin Diesel. <laughs> no, one word. Family. Family, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Family. You're wrong. Because Dante took his family, right? Dante took everything. But guess what? He didn't take his car. Vroom, vroom, he drives down an exploding bridge that's actually a dam, and then there's water coming, and what? He hits the Nas while surrounded by flames. And, and I, doesn't explode, but yeah. I thought that's what Nas did. He should be crispier than Cena 20 minutes before this. The thing I was going to say, which makes it all the more worse, my Infinity War analogy, is the difference between the two and why this is so bad is in Infinity War... It's the Avengers, this giant team. 
Well, this in this superhuman, not even superhuman. I just mean like it is literally like 20, 30 people, right? In this, sure, it's probably like at this point 10, 12, but it's really they keep having babies, adopting people. Dom Toretto, look, like got his back against the wall, and he is sometimes, surviving through it. Sometimes, but all his you back need, is against the wall. All you need sometimes is just one one man. To and make a family. by back against the wall, like you said, he is engulfed in some awful 2006 CGI flames going down a dam. While it's exploding. There's all these weird angles and all this other effects. And, and the, I'm like, oh And my little God. B is in the car. Yeah, it's fucking fine. They land. <laughs> they land. They exit the vehicle. <laughs> they buckle their seatbelts <laughs> or whatever. And uh, yeah, then, then we then swerve. Then we end on the, Antarctica. Then then we end on the cliffhanger, but we get again fucking two credit sequences. The first one, oh no, was it? It was before the credits. It was it was the last scene of the movies right before the credits. Right. Is swerve. We haven't seen Charlize and uh, uh, Emrod for a little while. Cut to Antarctica. Cut they, to they're escaping. <laughs> fucking submarine. Submarine comes up. comes up, and who who's driving? Who's captain in the submarine? Captain who? Captain Giselle. She's fucking alive. Han's going to be real salty. Well, yeah, he's going to have fucking dust on his hands for whatever chips he was eating. But uh, no one. Gal Gadot didn't even know what she was doing. Gal, this is the best Gal Gadot performance I've seen in years. She didn't say anything. Uh, <laughs> and I also didn't hear those dum 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 Wonder Woman drums. So as soon as she comes out, every movie with Gal Gadot, I'm used to hear... And she just was like, hey guys, what you doing? I have to do the round round myself still. Oh, do the DJ kid. I got it. I want to remind everybody and you in case, how did how did Giselle supposedly die? She fell from a plane. She fell out of a fucking airplane! But she also fell out of the plane, but so did Shaw's brother, didn't he? No. Yeah, that he fell off the plane, but he didn't die. He was just <laughs> in the coma. That's how Shaga introduced. We've seen more people die from just gunshot wounds in this in this franchise. Who? Uh, Vince. Uh, no, da- didn't he? Oh yeah, he, he got shot and he bled out. Uh, Dante's dad just got shot in the head. Granted, he was in a car accident beforehand, but you know. The final pop, trigger pop, was, yeah. was pop pop by somebody else. We'll get to in a second. Uh, yeah. So the last scene. So of the falling movie. tens of thousands of feet mm-hmm. are not as effective as bullets. Um, well, yeah, yeah. That I mean, I, I think that checks out. It really hurts. That makes sense. <laughs> Your not just. I, I mean, saying it hurts about, my intelligence. Talking about believe yeah, intelligence, the right word. Like, I, I'm not looking for straight believability, and you're not. No. But at a certain point, you have to earn moments and advance the story and tug on people's emotions without, like, going back on it. I think that's arguably what a lot of people had problems with. I think that makes a lot of sense. MCU and even with Star Wars to a certain extent was, like, retconning things and bringing things back. Yeah. Just for the sake of swerving people or Swerves wanting to go back to a well that you know works without like trying to challenge it. Like a lot of tangent or like aside, like a lot of people hate The Last Jedi, right? I didn't like The Last Jedi either. But a lot of people do because it at least had the balls in the Star Wars universe to be like the big like lead up and surprise of who Ray actually is. 
No, nah, you're just a fucking orphan child. Uh, the big lead-up or surprise to, you know, like, Luke coming back? No, we're going to fucking kill him. Like, it did things that were against the norm of the safe, you know, mode. Sure. And... But that doesn't necessarily mean... It doesn't necessarily... It doesn't. It doesn't. But it's okay to try every now and then. And this franchise never does. This franchise's go-to is, well... Like we we gotta up the ante. Who we bring him back? Oh, this person's famous now. If they if they this could, person's famous now. If they could bring back Paul. Like they never even got rid of Paul Walker, and he's been dead for ten year. How long has he been dead? I think it has been ten years. Uh, close to it. Twenty. Years I would be shocked if in the last movie they don't do something. Uh. Like the social network thing with the Winklevi, where they put the face because they already did that with his brother technically in the last one, and it's been yeah. old, it's been ten years. Technology's better. I'm just saying his family would definitely okay it in terms of like being with it all. And, and Vin would do it in a heartbeat. They said they wouldn't, but after everything, and because this movie also was not a big success, it, it, I mean, underperformed the box. I think it was the lowest grossing one since four, um, and this one, you know. The critics are finally kind of back down on it. Uh, so we're audiences. I mean, this is leaps and bounds better than F9, but that's not saying much. Um, they didn't go to space in this one. <laughs> but you get, you get Gal Gadot back, and then you get the mid-credits. And my last note was, no one dies, and no one is without a price for the sake of their reputation. Because good old Uncle Dwayne... Had all the negative publicity in the world from Black Adam and what happened with Warner Brothers and DC, and he's his stock is down. What's he gonna do? He's gonna come groveling come back. Come home to Daddy D, Daddy Vindy. I've never seen a flashback in a mid-credit sequence before, <laughs> which also happened. Really? I, well, I'm just assuming. Because the the mid-credit sequence was like a whole nother like four-minute scene with them getting into this theater and him getting the call, and you know who it is. But it wasn't, I don't think it was a flashback. It did, because uh, because as the as Dante is speaking over the phone, it flashes back to them on the bridge, and you getting to see that it was Hobbs who oh, put yeah, the, yeah. well, that's what I meant. And then he takes the thing off, and he nails the some bitch line, and we're like, okay, roll credits. Here we go. And then he crushes the phone with his bare hands. Can you do that? Can you crush the phone? Here, crush. try to crush your phone. Why about Otterbox on? I paid good money so I could. Take off the Otterbox. No, I could. It's not a flip phone. I could crush a Give me a flip phone. I'll crush a flip phone like that. Flip no, get, where's Jillian's phone? I'm not going to crush Jillian's fake phone that we <laughs> thought was a remote. You couldn't. No, no, the other one that comes with, that came with her kitchen. It's in her purse, I think. Yeah, she carries it around. She pretends she's playing games on it. Well, I'm gonna she's sit, seven. I'm going to sit in Olive Garden tomorrow. I'm going to crush her fake phone and right in front of her at she's Olive Garden. She's going to flip I'm going to ask her, go, Jen, I will buy you a new, better fake phone that isn't just part of this sh- stupid kitchen set you won't let me get rid of that just says the name, the fucking phone has a sticker on it. This is the number of the toy company. Wait, so I thought you were like, calm down. No lie. No lie. Well, calm down, number one. What? Number two. Jillian, you know, she's always playing whatever. She's like in her own world. And I'm like, Jillian... She was saying something about, like, I have to go, Mom. <laughs> like, I was trying to, like, brush her teeth. Get her mm-hmm. Mom, I have to go. I have to go do something for my company. I said, Jillian, what are you talking about? She's like, I have a phone call to take. I have a presentation for my stuffies. I have to give it. I said, Jillian, for what company? She's like, 
Step two company. <laughs> I was like, what's the name of the fucking she's, kitchen? She's, and the company name on the phone. She's probably read those words more than any in her life because she plays with that phone all the fucking time. Tomorrow at Target. I know she just had a lot for Christmas. Can we buy her a new no, toy phone, please? No. The toy phone sucks. Let her be. God damn it. But I just thought it was so funny. Please don't crush it because she'll be heartbroken. When will she call her? I couldn't crush it. I, I suck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not Dwayne Johnson. Come on. I'm aware. Uh, I'm aware. So yes, that's Fast X. But you know what? We shat on a lot of it. But there were some, some highlights. There were some good scenes. Good scene work. Good character work from, from a couple people. So we've already, we've so we've settled on Momoa as MVP. Yeah, I seen think as, it has to be seen as a solid number solid two. Solid number it's two. So close. Really good. Other people who I thought did a good job. I didn't have anybody written down, so I can't wait to hear this. I mean, I I mean, harmless in the movie. Roman. Well, yeah, Ro- Roman and Tej. Roman and Tej. Harm not harmless. Like they they were themselves. They did, I yeah, think they were like fine. They got to be themselves. I think it was good. Um... I think Brie Larson was fine. Oh, you did, huh? Oh, I thought she was fine. Oh, she's one of my LVPs. Oh, is she? I thought she was atrocious. I thought that the guy who played Ames was terrible. I didn't mind him that much. I didn't have him on there. I didn't didn't like him. It's most of the character and not the material. I think Brie Larson is the most overrated actress on the planet. You can blatantly tell in everything she's been in since Captain America that she's just like not into it like she is so fucking wooden it's beyond reproach really in everything uh i thought it was going to be her so i was really gonna pitch it. so i can't believe you actually thought she was i fine. thought she was fine no she's just she's, she just has nothing there's no charisma no energy like i can like you can ham it up and i'm gonna be fine with it it just seemed like she was even playing ball. Sure. Uh, so she's one. Okay. I, I'm interested to see who your LVPs would be. Well, I don't know how, how much an agreement we're going to be here. Um, I mean, I thought, well, Jordana Brewster, she was in one scene. I Can't thought she was harmless, but yeah. I think that, I think I've said it from the beginning. Like, I think she's god awful. Um, she's not, she's not great. Yeah, she's not great, Bob. Um, I I think that there's a lot of other people who didn't do enough. So I feel like it has to be somebody in the core. I mean, we are bloated upon bloated. Well, it doesn't have to be somebody in the core. So I, I have Pete Davidson on my list. Okay. Uh, like but he, like you said, he's just being himself. But it's unbearable, and that scene is so, to me, epically bad that I think it warrants it. I think, I hate to say it, Ten movies in, eleven movies in, I think it's finally Vin Diesel. He is. I I wasn't a big fan of Michelle Rodriguez in this either. Neither was I, but I, I wasn't a big fan of her. I I don't Vin Di- like I said at the jump. Vin Diesel is trying to give this movie like Shakespearean gravitas, and it is yeah, so misplaced. But he is so on his own jock smell. And he's just, he's more gravelly. He's more fucking stiff and wooden. You didn't take my car. It it has to be done. (laughs) It just has to be done at this point. 
He is god awful. I think he's finally done enough to to earn this. We've been we, I've been trying for a couple movies. Yeah. This one fucking broke me. Cuz you can see also like this doesn't go into our decision making. It's based on the performance in the movie. But this movie's failures are due to him and how he is. Like 100%. The movie is always on a downturn. When he is a folks, think of the scene with him and Elena's sister. Think yeah. of the scene with him um, in Brazil, you know, and he just giving Momoa nothing back. I think that's why Momoa was being the way he was. I think Momoa was like, I'm fucking Teflon, man. I'm fucking he, he's Aquaman. Gotta, he's gotta be. I think Momoa was like, I'm just gonna go to fucking 15 because yeah. Vin's at like a two. It's like someone's gotta fucking light the scene up here. Yeah. So I, I go with Vin. Okay. I think that's it. You you, you were you were gonna pitch Michelle Rodriguez hard. I don't think not she... hard. I wasn't really tied. I thought it was hard harder to pick an LVP because there were just there was like what Jason Momoa and what John Cena were doing, and then what everyone else was yeah, doing. And that's it, fair. so so I think that it it was a bit harder. And when I was saying like it had to be somebody from the core because like you have like you know. Queenie and Isabella and you have even Sean, you have all these people, but they don't have as many scenes. Even yeah. Han didn't, wasn't in, he was he just stood there for it's, a It does it. a sequel you know thing I mean? where everyone's split yeah. up. I know F9 and a couple other ones did it, yeah. but like this one was really about besides the barbecue and like through the streets of Rome there is and then at the very end of the movie when of course everyone's like flying back to save the day and it's another fucking Dante trap. You know? Yeah. And I, how the fuck are they getting there on literally a spiraling, crashing airplane? Yeah. So I can't wait to see how they get out of that. If they fall out of it, they'll live. They just gotta jump out of the plane and they'll be fine. That's what the fucking, the, the secret is. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't know when the next one is scheduled to come out, uh, which I'm sure has been thrown into flux because of not just the stuff going on with Vin, but also the writer strike and everything. Uh, let me go to Fast X and see. It's scheduled to be released on April 4th, 2025. I think we have to go see that one in theaters. Jeez Louise. Be the only one we see in theaters is the last one. Apparently, right. going in, going to theaters is supposed to be an absolute blast. For our 12-year anniversary. When I was reading the Reddit thing, people talking about like what people were laughing at and cheering on. People, when, uh, when Tom was shown... <laughs> In his wedding photo, and a wife beater. <laughs> People like thought it was really funny, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I love that." There's a fan base of this that's watching so intently that that's what they're looking for. Oh, <laughs> looking at other things, absolutely. But um, yeah, it's wild. This are whole, we? This whole trip is wild. It is wild that they keep making these goddamn movies, and that they went to space. In space. And, and that's not even that's the, the height or the end of it. Nope. Not the end of it. Dude had a fucking bunker. So here's my pitch. So here's, like, so here's my pitch. We're never going to have a franchise like this ever again. Like, I don't think we're ever going to get, like, 12 movies in a franchise. That's not something like James Bond where it gets recasted or, like, superhero movies where you can, like, reboot or whatever. Um, for the last one, if we're going to follow this formula that I've laid out so eloquently... Copying the Avengers, the Avengers formula. Oh, yeah, yeah, Fuck it. Let's end game it. We need time travel. How else 
Or were they going to get out of this predicament? You know what? They're going to fucking get a fucking DeLorean up in here. They're going to fucking race a DeLorean. Travel through time. Vin's like, I could beat you in anything. They're like, okay, beat us in this. And it's going to be a beat up junker. It's actually going to be the DeLorean. He's going to take it above 88. Dom Toretto is going and to. And go back to the 50s. Beat a car struck by lightning in a race. Also, I just can't wait to hear Ludus could say, Man, what the hell's a gigawatt? <laughs> it's gonna be fun. No, he's gonna know what a gigawatt is. He he knew what that bomb was. I wanna see Principal Strickland and Roman get into it. Dante's just gonna stab Biff. <laughs> just stab him right in the spleen. Why don't you make like a tree and bleed out? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> there's 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 things here, but on the plane they're on, oh, I found this fucking, uh, loser maker, this transmorgographer. You know, whoop, and then all of a sudden, they're back in 2001, and Luda's got his shop, and Tyrese is in prison, and we gotta figure it out, man. You know? Let's that, fucking do that it. That sounds like a terrible movie, to be quite honest with you. Sounds better than F9 already. I mean, <laughs> I, didn't say, I didn't say it wasn't. Yeah. But we have some time before we get there. So, what is our score for Fast X? Can I give it a zero? Can I abstain? You can't give it a zero. No, I think you score it first. I'll score it first. I have my, I have my score. Hang on, I have to write the Diesel as the LVP. I never do this, but I went back and I looked at, not my personal scores, because I don't track that. I looked oh, at I do. I have them. I don't care. I don't care. I, I think I have it figured out. I think I have it nailed. And, uh... So this isn't a good movie. It's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. There are, however, things in this movie that are so bad they're good or things that are so nutty that they are arguably great, like the, Jason's, uh, the, the, the Jason Momoa character, John Cena Little B. It's still nice to see Statham in this. You know, the, like the amount of work that goes into these stunts and this choreography... I think oh, this. Yeah. I think this one was like kind of unfortunately the most CGI of them all. Like when we saw the bloopers too, like how much green screen oh, and shit yeah, was yeah, there. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and the whole director was supposed to be like, "Oh no, we're going for practicality." It's like bullshit. bullshit. Uh, so that that hurt it, but it still looked. Yeah, you know, some of it did look impressive. So to me, this kind of just gets chopped and winds up right in the middle. I'm giving it a five. That's exactly what I was going to give it as well. Yeah, I think a five for Fast X is totally fair. Because it is kind of on this, its own little island yep. of, like, like, how do you analyze this? When did we watch this? We watched this on the 27th? 27. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. I, so, a five for Fast X is where we land. So, I'm going to quickly try to recap from worst to best where we have the Fast franchise. So, I have F9. As the best. No, as the worst. As the worst. From worst to best. I have F9. Okay. Yeah. Then Too Fast, Too Furious. Then Fast, fast and, and Furious, Furious, which is the fourth film. Then I have Fast... No, then I have... Uh, this one. Fast X. Then I have the... Fast, fast and, and Furious 6. Yeah. Then I have The Fast and the Furious. Then I believe we have a three-way tie between Tokyo Drift, The Fate of the Furious, and Hobbs and Shaw. And then we have Fast Five and Furious Seven. Yep. Okay, perfect. 
So that's where we are, and who knows where uh, Fast 11 will end or up. X. Or X.5 or whatever bullshit it was supposed to be. I wrong. think it's Fast X.2 or something. Or yeah, No, it's but... supposed to be like X and a half. Oh, fucking stupid with Burt Reynolds. <laughs> uh, and that's a wrap on 2023. So next week, we will uh, do our nomination show for the Mullet Awards. The best and the worst of what we watched for the podcast in 2023. And you'll be able to go to arcadeo.net slash the mullets and vote. Samantha and I have a little friendly competition that Samantha always loses in about whose uh, nominees uh, end up winning the awards. So be on the lookout for that next week. And then we got an excellent slate to follow it up. We got Oppenheimer, the Top Gun franchise, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Won't You Be My Neighbor, Fruitball Station, whatever film franchise I'm going to get to pick for winning the game competition it is two days away from being over and you are down 15 points so unless we are staying up and playing games tonight no man i've been sleeping for six hours i know you have uh which means we have tomorrow night and that is it so well never say never it was a good it was i'm saying never goonies don't say die you're not a goonie i am a goonie don't you fucking tell me what (laughs) i am excuse me excuse Who's ever been offended for being not being a goonie? I am a goonie if there's ever been a goon. There's no girl goonies. Yes, there are. What girl goonies were there? Oh, what's her name? Yeah, the one girl. Martha Plimpton. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> God, how has there not been a remake of the Goonies with nothing but girls? <laughs> That's shocking. Give them time. Uh, and I'd be totally fine as long as it's done well. And as long as Jillian's cast in it. Who would Jillian be in the girl goonies? The Sean Astin. Yeah, probably. Mikey. Yeah. That's fine. As long as or, she's not, or Mouse. No, as long as she's not Corey Feldman. Please don't make my child Corey Feldman. She'll probably be Mouse. <laughs> you know, I don't think I'm the first person to say that. Well, especially, yeah, because she's your daughter. <coughs> I hope you choke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I felt like God did something to me right yeah, there for, he did. for pausing to tell that joke. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you as always go to arcade.net for this podcast and the others of network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Patreon.com slash arcade for bonus content like those Neil Breen episodes. They're coming, I promise. Um, Facebook.com slash Married Movies at Mary W. Movies on Twitter. Married Movies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For me, at your host, Malt30 on Instagram. For you, at Jam with your Sam. And uh, be on the lookout of, uh, we talked about wrestling at the beginning of the show, wrestling at the end of the show, Podswoggle, wrestling podcast and entertainment, will be coming back for a, basically a three-week run for Royal Rumble season. We'll be doing our what 20, Royal Rumble season. It's what? Royal Rumble season. It's what? Did I say it wrong? Or no, I just, Ro- I'm trying to make you fuck it up. Oh, no. I don't fuck up Royal Rumble season, baby. The 2024 Royal Rumble Pick'ems will be uh, preceded. By the 2023 Men's and Women's Rumbles, uh, the Topin I did, you joined us for one of those episodes. And um, yeah, pass that on the cow. Gonna be honest, that second episode, I don't remember a lot of <laughs> because there's a lot of drinking. Tope was doing hard liquor. I was tired. It. I'm like I'm not scared to listen back, but I am because it might be a lot of work oh, putting boy. making it uh, legible. Oh, um. Boy. So get excited for that. Um, but it's been an excellent 2023. Sure has. And here's 2024. And, and many more movies. While still being married. I hope. Yeah, well, if, if anything happens, 
we, we talked about, we just do divorce with movies, and then we just are nice to each other. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, we're gonna be so cordial. How was your day? Oh, really? That was great. But it's all very like that facetious. You and owe just me like... child support. <laughs> well, your you, check bounce. You more, you make more money than I do, so you would owe me child support, actually. So in that case. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. What? Punch you in the face. You should be proud. You're the breadwinner. I mean, it's not by a lot. It's by a... Shut up! (laughs) Fuck you. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.